Well, hello there. Hello. Hi. Welcome to My Favorite Haunting, the podcast. I'm Mel. I'm Ames. It's episode 53. 53. Already? I'm finally free. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a clever rhyme. I should start thinking of clever rhymes in advance. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? When I was going through and um, organizing files and everything, and I was when I was doing the getting stuff together for this one, and I typed out, 53. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. 50. Really? We've done this 53 times? And that's not counting the bonus stuff. So, yeah. That's insane to me. And people still listen to us and like us. Not a lot, but some do. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Oh, uh, anyway, weird. Um, hey, how are you? It's about a minute. I'm doing okay. Getting along. I mean, that's about the best that anybody could hope for right now, right? <laughs> yeah, Don't we're okay. staying sane. Kids are occupied all the time with school, so that's helpful. <laughs> Yay, school! <laughs> I never thought I'd say that. Oh, goodness. Yeah, anyways, I don't, yeah, I don't have anything of substance to talk about. Should we just talk about ghosts i guess that's why we're here yeah right why not let's do it we're here uh i guess that's what it says on the on the label so yeah (laughs) haunted stuff hey cool so hey well let's just get right to it it's it feels so weird to not sit here and just talk shit for two hours (laughs) um anyways hey so Halloween is recently behind us, and around for all of Hala month, um, you know, everybody comes out with, like, lists of haunted places, and, oh, did you know this place was haunted? And everybody wants to be on, like, on the ball with, like, some new and amazing kind of, check out this haunted place. I mean, it fits with the theme of the year, fine, whatever. Anyways, one of my friends tweeted an article at me (laughs) (laughs) Um, about... uh, Rochester's, our hometown, uh, our frontier field where our AAA uh, minor league baseball team plays. And apparently it's haunted. (laughs) So John, John, thanks, John. I don't think he listens to us. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, so John tweeted at me and he goes, you probably already know all about this, but here it is anyway. And I actually did not. (laughs) I had no idea. I thought I knew uh, all the the hot spots around Rochester, New mm-hmm. York, but no, I don't. Um, so, anyways, so I did Frontier Field in Rochester, New York. Um, thank you, John, for the heads up. <laughs> um, so we've been here several. We haven't. Well, I mean, there's no baseball this year, but we haven't been to a game in a minute. Remember that time we went and and we got like front row seats, like right along the um the first baseline. Yeah, that was great. That was fun. <laughs> Anyways, the Rochester Red Wings. That's our that's our little. And we were until recently, and by recently I mean I think like a week or so ago, we were the farm team for the Minnesota Twins. And they they have just broken up with us, oh. and um, 
if you <laughs> okay, even if you're not a baseball fan though, the Rochester Red Wings Twitter is hilarious. <laughs> Whoever admins that account is fucking funny. And they um <laughs> they posted somebody they did like okay, Bumble is this dating app. Mm-hmm. So they did like a a screenshot of like the the Bumble screen, their uh-huh. like Bumble profile. <laughs> And they set it up like they're like, the team is looking for like a new partner. (laughs) And they put like age 92 because they're, because the team's been around for 92 years. And it just, I don't know. It just, it's funny. They're funny. I highly recommend following for, you know, laughs every now and then. (laughs) Uh, So the Rochester Red Wings, they've been around 92 years. And uh, I can't do that math right now. I didn't write down the year. <laughs> Whatever 2020 minus 92 is. 28? 1928? I don't know. They're old. Um, <laughs> and up until uh, 1997, they played in Silver Stadium. I don't know if you ever went there. I remember going there as a kid. It was pretty shitty. <laughs> it was like all bleachers. <laughs> I no, I don't think I've ever been there. Or at least that's how I remember it. I mean, I was teeny, so I could be misremembering. But I remember when Frontier Field opened and it was like the hugest deal. It was so fancy and like like a real stadium. <laughs> anyway, so Frontier Field, they broke ground on it November 16th, 1994. And it was supposed to open in April of 96. But due to uh, delays construction delays it actually uh didn't open for the first time until they didn't make their deadline until july of 96 so a couple months late but the baseball season was already underway so their first event that they opened for to let the public in was a um it was a concert i believe it was a beach boys concert (laughs) um so they had a couple but then the do you remember the rochester rhinos the raging rhinos that was our soccer team you guys we had a soccer team for a minute we don't have them anymore i don't think but um they played there as well so they set the stadium up to be multi it was a baseball diamond and a soccer field and they would like switch in between the games like the um the late the i don't know (laughs) magic yeah, Sports I don't know magic. how you do that either. That's interesting. So, well, there was there was an article about it that I didn't read because it wasn't related to what I was to this. But mm-hmm. um, they were like the picture on it. They were like um, remaking the pitcher's mound to set up for a baseball game. So oh. I guess they like covered the diamond during I guess, and then like temporarily painted the soccer lines and. Interesting. I don't know. Small <laughs> small cities. I mean, you know, one stadium for everything. Um, except hockey. That's a whole different... Well, that's an ar- arena, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, it <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> so clearly it's a newer stadium, right? It opened the um, in 96. So mm-hmm. it's not that old. So there's not a ton of history here. However, before there was a stadium here, there were other buildings here. Um Two specifically that are of significance. There, first, there was a warehouse mm-hmm. that was originally supposed to be part of the stadium, but during construction, it burnt down. Oh, I couldn't find a reason for it. it just, I mean, I just I am inclined to assume it was a, some kind of construction mishap, and it was old. Before it was a warehouse, it was a schoolhouse, hmm. 
And when they were getting ready to, when they were like working on it to get it ready to incorporate into the stadium before it burned down, obviously, they found a bunch of stuff in it, like shoes and books. Hmm. And they estimated them to date back to the early 1900s. Wow. So there's some history there. But the important building is the paper mill that was there. So the paper mill was there. It was out of use for, for a while before they took it down. But they tore it down for, to put the stadium there. And while the paper mill was still open and in operation, employees claimed that it had been haunted by an old janitor who died there. Okay. So didn't have a ton of information to go on for that. However, I did find an article from the Rochester Democrat and Chronicle dated January 18th, 1890. So there were like no details. So I don't even know if this is the same guy that like I had no year for him or how he died or anything like that. Just that an old janitor. So this guy is not a janitor, but how many people died at this paper mill? So 1890, January 18th, 1890. And the headline is an employee at the paper mill falls down the wheel pit. William G. Emery, a foreman at the Rochester paper mill, fell nearly 40 feet into the wheel pit yesterday afternoon. No one saw him fall, and he was not missed for some time. At last, he was found unconscious on the landing near the foot of the shaft. (laughs) Shaft. It is thought that he slipped while descending the pit to make some repairs. And I mean, it's not insane to think that in 130 years, his position at as a foreman versus a janitor or are they even like similar things like does a foreman do well a janitor is typically cleans things right and a foreman repairs things but anyway the point is Mm -hmm. i it's it's not out of the realm of believability to think that you know details get changed you know like when you play telephone Mm -hmm. um so I'm inclined to think that it's this, that this is the guy that they're talking about. Um, he was taken to the homeopathic hospital and found to be suffering from a severe concussion of the brain. No bones were broken, but his recovery is considered doubtful. Emery has a wife and three children and lives in the Selye Terrace. Please don't come down on me for not pronouncing that correctly. It's a weird word. Uh, he has been in the employee of the company about six months. Three days later... Mm. On January 21st, uh, William G. Emery, the man who was so badly injured by a fall at the paper mill last week, is dead. He had lain in an almost an almost unconscious condition at the homeopathic hospital ever since the accident, and his recovery had been all along regarded as extremely doubtful. And then the next day after this, on the 22nd, his funeral was announced in the paper. This is the only accounting that I could find of a death at a paper mill in Rochester. (laughs) So I'm inclined to, I feel like safely assume that this is the guy that they're talking about. So he has been roaming around in that paper mill since 1890. And then the paper mill was, uh, uh, in operation until a few years, I didn't get an exact date, a few years before the stadium built, and they tore it down to build the stadium. There's another story also that goes that while breaking ground for the construction of the stadium, workers found bones buried in the ground. Mm. Uh, 
couldn't find anything to verify this. Um, it was unknown if the bones were human or animal, and I couldn't find any kind of follow-up about it. So I don't know about this. Um, the GM of the team kind of like he's he's like, I don't know if I believe that, but I don't not believe it. So <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So but I couldn't find any mention about it. And I mean, like, I tracked down this guy's name and obituary <laughs> from nothing. <laughs> I feel like that would have been big news in our little our little town of Rochester. That would have been a big deal. We found bones. And I think they would have identified what kind of bones. Well, because I couldn't find any official. Th- this was like, uh, like from people that work there. Like, mm-hmm. oh, by the way. They say they found, I hear they found bones. Like there was no, like one of those word of mouth things. Like, by the way, did you know they found bones when they were? (laughs) So in trying to find more information, I kept coming across another stadium. Should I forget where it was? Maryland. I think it was Maryland. They found a skull. (laughs) Oh. And I kept getting all excited because that kept coming up. And then I'd look and be like, oh no, you're not my stadium though. So you don't count. (laughs) So yeah, so not not a ton of history, but I mean a couple of things that stick out, like this guy's death, and then you know nineteen hundred schoolhouse. What? How many of those are are not haunted? You know, <laughs> and they're fu- I mean they're fucking creepy anyway on their own. Like at night, have you ever been in school at night when like they shut like half the lights off and no one's around? I mean, I think inside the school, yeah, I can I yeah. can see that. But outside of the school, I don't think I've never gotten a creepy feeling from just going by a school. No, no, no. I mean, inside the school. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm specifically thinking of like in high school when we had would have a um, play rehearsal. Yeah. At the elementary school. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was weird. I had they they sent me and uh, one of the twins. To go grab something from one of the classrooms one night. And it was creepy as fuck, man. Like, we were the only two walking through the hall. And, like, every... Only, like, every, like, third or fourth light was turned on or something like that. Like, it was so creepy. I think because we... You know, it was elementary school, so... And we were in high school, so we weren't used to being there anyway. We're already out of our element, yeah. And then you, I don't think you ever, like, you moved down our way, fourth grade, was it? Third, Third. grade. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you went to the kindergarten wing. I don't know if you've ever had, like, had I never had, had a class down there, no. So, you, like, you, like, probably. So, I was, like, yeah, I was really out of my, I forget that that part of the school even exists sometimes, still. <laughs> Yeah, because, yeah, the school is weird shaped. The moral of the story is schools are fucking creepy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think we talked about why, though. It's There's a reason for it. It's a survival thing. Your brain, when you're in an environment that's different, mm-hmm. your primitive lizard brain is, like, screaming at you, danger, danger, because it's an unknown situation. Something, like, it's familiar, but it's different. Mm-hmm. So, like, a school at night, because you're not typically in school at night. So, your brain is kind of screaming danger, danger at you to be on alert because it's this weird unknown situation. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 
There, I promise there are ghosts coming. Well, we kind of already talked about it a little bit of a ghost, but not really. Okay. So, uh, so that was the history, the, all of our, our frontier field history. Um, actually the Red Wings did make a significant baseball history, not in this stadium though. It was way back when, um, actually it's your child's fault that I even know this. Cause when we went to that game and <laughs> do you remember what he asked? How long can baseball go on for? Oh, <laughs> and yeah. I was like, I don't know. That's an excellent question. Cause we were explaining the rules and how innings work and everything. And mm-hmm. if they're tied at the end, they just keep playing. So, I mean, it's a logical question. Well, but how long do they play for until somebody wins? So if they're tied like forever and nobody gets another run, they just keep playing. And that's actually a really good question. Let's consult the Google. And actually the Red Wings are responsible for the longest game of professional baseball in history. Wow. <laughs> It was set way back and I didn't, I didn't plan to talk about this. So I didn't look up the, the actual like numbers and everything, but it was a long, long time ago. It was against, I think Boston, Mm -hmm. Boston's, uh, minor league. Okay. No, I'm sorry. It wasn't Boston. It was Rhode Island. It's somewhere in new England. I knew it was one of those little States. It was the littlest state. Um, the Pawtucket Red Sox. Oh, that's why I was thinking Boston (laughs) (laughs) Red Sox. Um, the they played the longest professional baseball game in history. It was thirty three innings, eight hours and twenty five minutes of playing time. So, it, oh, it was uh, oh, it was in nineteen eighty one. So not, I was no. thinking it was like nineteen twenty five. So they started playing April nineteenth, nineteen eighty one. They ended the ninth inning in a tie. So of course they went to extra innings mm-hmm. and, um. Before they knew it, they somebody had tried. It was like past midnight, and somebody had started to try calling the uh, like the commissioner of umpires or something like that. There's some kind of like officiant uh-huh. they were trying to get in contact with to be like, dude, it's like two a.m. These guys are tired. We're still playing. What do we do? Do we call it? Do we come back another day or something? And I think they ended up playing until like four a.m. or something like that. Wow. Um, Players were napping on the benches and the dugouts. Um, so, and then that was when like the, um, somebody finally called them back and they were like, are you insane? Stop the game. (laughs) And they ended up coming back and rescheduling for, um, I I was going to say a rematch. That's not a baseball term, (laughs) but, um, they continued the game June 23rd. And the Red Wings ended up losing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, and I think they, I think they actually ended it the like in the first inning that they played when they came back or something like that. Oh wow! They only played like another inning, and then it was that was it. But uh, anyways, the little Red Wings history for you. But that was at the old stadium. That was at Silver Stadium, <laughs> not a not Frontier Field. That's just a little bit of a, a fun tidbit to know. That's crazy. And, <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Spawn of Mel, for posing that question so that we had that information. Rochester is famous for so many things. <laughs> Usually it's bad stuff, but, um, you know, that's a fun thing. Anyway, okay, so that's it. That's the history. Into experiences. So we have clubhouse manager Kevin Johnston. So, okay, um, so for uh, for Halloween this year, John sent me this article. But then in the article, so they're citing, 
you know, their sources and everything. And there were a couple good ones. There's a book, there's, um, a video there's, but the video that they reference, it's a, it was a sports center special mm-hmm. and you can find it on YouTube and they interview, uh, they interview a few people and it's, it's short. I think it's only a few, like five minutes, less than 10 for sure. Uh, and it, you know, it's cool. I have a link I can put up for that. So, so you guys can go watch it. And also in the article that sparked this, this, uh, endeavor was, uh, from MLB.com. So, uh, official sources. Yes. Anyway, clubhouse manager, Kevin Johnston. Uh, so he claims he's heard noises going up and down the freight elevator shaft at night when no one's using the freight elevator. Because it's nighttime and no one's moving freight. <laughs> um, and so the elevator shouldn't be moving and there shouldn't be anything else moving in the freight elevator either. Maybe it's Captain America climbing up an elevator shaft to go after his his brainwashed BFF who is on a rampage. I mean, you know, no, that, that's not, I'm sorry, that's not related. <laughs> but, you know, that's like the only elevator shaft reference I could think of. So, um, anyway... So, yeah, so he hears noises in there and then, um, you know, oh, oh, or maybe they had bats, right? That's a a great place for bats to fly around. Bats at a baseball stadium? Bats at a baseball stadium? Oh, my gosh, that's so stupid. A pun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, like, what if they get smushed? Like... No, they'd be because there's giant, there's these giant, like, spring things that keep the elevator from hitting the... The ground. roof, the ceiling. Oh, ceiling. Both. Yeah, <laughs> the ground too. So there's clearance. They're fine. Those little bats are small. They're fine. Um, anyway, one night he was so freaked out by it that he actually patrolled the halls with a baseball bat. Hmm. Oh, with a baseball bat, not a not a flappy bat. Baseball bat. Flappy bat. <laughs> flappy bat, like Flappy Bird, but a bat. We also have head groundskeeper Gene, please forgive me, Buonamo. 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 I learned by reading, folks. No one said his name out loud. So, Gene, as we'll call him, Mr. B, head groundskeeper B, he, uh, he doesn't believe in ghosts, or he didn't believe in ghosts. He was a staunch skeptic. Not a thing, not real. It's all a bunch of hooey, if you ask me. <laughs> Until one night when he was sent running out of his office by a... So this is... He was chased out of his office by a dark shadow. Mm. In addition to that, he's heard loud noises coming from a storage room where things are stored and uh, therefore presumably not alive and moving around. <laughs> maybe it's the... Maybe, I wonder if they store the bats in there. I mean... <laughs> Uh, since being chased out by the dark shadow in his office, he now always has an escort to his car at night. He does not leave his office at night by himself. I mean, I, so far, it's like you got one guy walking around with a baseball bat and another guy is like, somebody walk me to my car. I mean, these are kind of like, like you don't do that stuff unless you're really freaked out. Yeah. You know? And I get the feeling like, these guys are not guys who are going to get really freaked out. Like, 
over nothing. So, and then we get to Rochester Red Wings general manager, Dan Mason. (laughs) So, I mean, if you're not familiar with the hierarchy of baseball, I'm really not. So forgive me if this isn't a hundred percent accurate, but a GM is pretty high up on the food chain. Mm -hmm. I think they might be like a step below the owner, a step or two below the owner, something like that. I'm not, I enjoy watching sports. I don't, know a whole bunch about like the behind the scenes magic that goes down. So anyways, so Mr. Mason has seen, so they had, you know, like baseball stadiums, they have the suites Mm -hmm. up at the top for the rich people to sit and watch the games and then, or to sit up there and not watch the game that's happening in front of them, but have parties and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So these suites, like in the off season, nobody's up there. They're all closed off. They're Mm -hmm. all locked and no one goes in there. There's no reason to. Um, They close them up for, for the winter, but you know, they have the, those giant windows. Yeah. They're like essentially open, right. To see in and out. So randomly, like nothing will happen for months. Everything's off. It's dark as it should be. Suddenly he'll look up and see a TV and one of the suites on. Interesting. Like no reason for it. No one's been in there. They, they've all been locked up and um, in hibernation for the winter. And it's been off for months already. So it's not like it's like a short where it will randomly turn on. Cause it shouldn't take that long if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but a TV will just be on. And then the same thing with the lights. Lights will just suddenly a light will be on. In a room that's not in use and locked up. And so TVs, lights. He also notes that specifically between January and February, especially, there is an excessive abundance of crows hmm. that hangs out. They, he says they cover, it's easily thousands. And they, every night they just cover the parking lot. Wow. So, and you know, crows are. Yeah. Death. But, like, imagine coming out to that every... And, like, why? Specifically, January and February is when it's the worst. Like, that's eerie. Mm -hmm. In 2004, taking it back a a bit, but in 2004, um, the group Rochester Paranormal, they're a paranormal group made up of psychics. Uh, They were able to go and spend a night investigating this uh, frontier field. Okay. Uh, So they each sensed multiple spirits... They said, they actually said they felt them flocking to them. Just thought that was a fun descriptor. And they said that uh, the <laughs> Jay Burkhart, he's the director of Rochester Paranormal. And he said he sensed two or three kind of hostile, belligerent spirits. Mm-hmm. Another psychic on the team interacted with a ton of them. And she uh, she got a much more kind of positive interaction, though. One of them said to her, oh, have you seen the baseball yet? We get to watch all the games for free. (laughs) thought that was cute. I'd be like, silver linings of the afterlife. I mean, if I'm going to haunt somewhere, I feel like a stadium would be an ideal place. Even like an arena, like where there's like concerts and stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. Because you got your games. You know what would be perfect? One of those big, those stadiums that are, they use them for basketball and hockey. And concerts. Because mm-hmm. then you get, like, 
the, I'm not a basketball fan, but then you get the, the whole basketball season and you get the whole hockey season okay. and then you get all the concerts in between. Mm-hmm. And then if somebody comes touring through like Disney on ice or something, like you get that too. <laughs> like it's entertainment forever. So I feel like in your afterlife planning, you really have to do your research in the location that you plan on haunting to make sure you're going to get your money's worth. (laughs) This just became a how to podcast (laughs) on being a ghost. (laughs) How How to get get the the most most out of your afterlife. afterlife. Ah, jinx. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. We're on the same page. (laughs) That was amazing. That was perfect. That was not planned. It was great. (laughs) Anyway, Jay Burkhart also took some photos that had some peculiarities. And what word is that? (laughs) One of them he claims is of a a floating head. And I guess I can kind of see it. Um, If I squint. The other one is like a smoky, that smoky mist. Mm Mm-hmm. Kind of one guy that in that sports center video that they interviewed, he's very, he was very much like, no, I don't believe in ghosts. That's not real. That's not a thing. Mm-hmm. And they asked him what his thoughts on the photos. And his response was a technology today. You can fake anything in a photo. I'm like, Oh, okay. Wow. Whatever you say, QAnon. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I'm going to give these guys the benefit of the doubt though, and say that they didn't go there to create fake photos. Mm-hmm. But that one with the smoky mist, that's like assuming he didn't, you know, light something on fire to create a bunch of smoke and take a picture of it, <laughs> which I don't think happened. That one's pretty, pretty cool looking. The floating head, I can kind of see something. I don't know that that's what I'm seeing, but you know, everyone, I'll post the link, you interpret for yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's Frontier Field. I was a little short and sweet, but I read that article and I was intrigued and I was like, oh, this is fun. And then when I started doing the research and I got, you know how I get when I, fi- when I like find stuff mm-hmm. like through research, my gum shoeing, my, my amateur gum shoeing. <laughs> I get so excited with the, when finding, doing re- real research with newspapers. I feel like a Winchester. <laughs> I hit the lore. <laughs> I hit the, I looked at the lore I've been watching a lot of Supernatural lately, so that's on my head. So the Sports Center special, you can see it on YouTube. It was posted by user UFO Logical. UFO Logical. Ufological. UFO Logical, all one word. And it's titled Fear at Frontier. I can post a link to it too to make it easier. And then I also got information from MLB.com, the Rochester Democrat and Chronicle. And then there's this book. There's actually two books. The one that they referenced was um, Field of Screams by Mickey Bradley and Don Gordon. You can get it for $10.49 on Kindle or $14.95 for a paperback through Amazon. And they have another one also, another book about haunted uh, stadiums, baseball stadiums, sports arenas, sports things. Cool. I'm done. Okay, before I um, actually get into my story, I just had one quick thing to mention to you. Mm -hmm. I think I forgot to tell you this. Um, One of my teachers was a ghost. What? You know, he used to say, look at the blackboard as I go through it. 
across that while I was doing some research. I thought I'd share with everyone. Oh my God. Do you know? That's a dad joke. (laughs) Of course it is. That was fucking fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. (laughs) And it kind of. I was like, what? Who? (laughs) Like, as in, like, you interacted with this ghost or, like, your teacher died and is now a ghost. I need more information. <laughs> it kind of goes along with um, my story, which kind of goes along with your story. <laughs> so I did Lee Williams High School in Kingman, Arizona. Their football stadium is the issue here for some of the goings on. <laughs> you sound like a news anchor. The football stadium is the issue here. Well, because it it's not their baseball field, so it's not like, but it's sport related. Are you know. sure it's not? Um, oh my God, it's so funny how we both did sports stadiums. Almost like we discussed it beforehand. Um, <laughs> are you sure it's not a combination baseball, football field? I am sure. I've seen okay. pictures. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I've seen pictures of Frontier Field, and I I never would have thought that they also played football there. And by football, I mean soccer. Because that's what we, we... Americans have to be difficult. Yep. With everything. <laughs> Wait, it's not football, it's soccer. Even though you play it with your feet. This other game that you play with your hands, we're going to call that football. We make total sense. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Um, Some of the history of this location. Um, Historians say that Kingman was the scene of battles between native tribes and settlers who arrived after the U.S. annexed the area from Mexico in 1848. The whole town is like battlefield. (laughs) The city itself was founded in 1882 and it was named after a railroad surveyor, Louis Kingman. Many of the town founders were buried at Pioneer Cemetery, along with more than 70 Wolapai Native Americans, some in unmarked graves. In 1917, the Mojave County Union High School opened at this site, later renamed Kingman High School. In 1936, a gymnasium was built on the Kingman High School campus. In 1944, the burial ground was relocated, but there was a catch. There was a $45 charge, which to in today's money was would be about $600 <gasps> required. It was required to move the person's remains. And, you know, World War II was going on at that time. That's the Depression, man. No one had $600. Yeah. Well, 45 but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, Who has $600 today? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, to relocate your loved one's remains. I mean, I guess if you love them enough, you find it. Or you're rich. But so I I just, I mean, I get it because you got to pay somebody to do it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, shouldn't your respect for the dead outweigh monetary gain? Yeah. Because of this charge, um, there's an untold number of unclaimed bodies that were left in the ground. And they were covered over for the first of many schools that would eventually inhabit the site. Can you imagine going to school? Like, you're getting ready to, like, sit for the SATs and 
a ghost just like walks out of your locker because <laughs> their physical body is in the basement. I mean. In 1986, the gym was listed on the National Register of Historic Places. So uh, I don't think they can tear down their gym anymore. <laughs> sure can't. In 1993, a new Kingman High School North Campus was opened for sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Freshmen still attended the old South Campus building. Freshmen got their own building? <laughs> I guess the area grew that much what that they needed the that. <laughs> what? No, 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 no. Listen, seniors earned that shit. Well, I guess they got the new building. Yeah, they got the new building. But still, <laughs> no, but still, who the fuck do these freshmen think they are to get a building all to themselves? <laughs> Is it to protect them from Freshman Friday? Probably. I don't know. Listen, if I had to suffer through... No, we didn't have Freshman Friday. No. <laughs> it was just a scary urban legend or suburban legend, I guess. <laughs> rural. It was a rural legend. Yeah. I hate that word, rural. I sound like an idiot trying to say it. But. Well, it didn't last that way for too long because uh, 13 years later, in 2006, the North Campus became the permanent high school and Kingman South was converted to Whitecliffs Middle School. And then in 2010, work began to gut the old Whitecliffs School. The middle school moved to a brand new campus and they started a $22 million 17-month project to convert and remodel and update the White Cliffs building into the new second comprehensive high school for Kingman. The school is named after Richard Lee Williams, a former principal who is also a firefighter who died in 1973 while he was combating the fire from a propane tanker, which eventually exploded, which caused his death. But the school is named after him. In 2011, during the construction of the new high school, 50 workers digging a trench behind where the bleachers sit for the football field now. No, what they find? Unearthed 11 grave sites and <gasps> seven coffins. <gasps> along with such artifacts as cufflinks, a brass nameplate, a medallion, and other jewelry. Oh my god! 11, 11 graves, but yeah. seven coffins. Yep. Hmm. I can't, oh my God. Can you imagine, I can't even, oh my God. So, of course, um, excavation came to a standstill. <laughs> yeah. And... While archaeologists dealt with the remains, officials consulted with the nearby Wallapai Cultural Center. The Wallapai believe it's a taboo to move or disturb a body because its spirits become unrestful or angry. So Drake Havitone, a tribal elder, performed a ceremony to pacify the spirits. Because it was impossible to tell which remains were Native American, he blessed all of them, along with the workers who had disturbed the graves. See, they did it the right way, not like poltergeist. (laughs) Oz Enderby, former director of construction for the school district, and the other workers there took the ceremony seriously, and he said a lot of the guys felt better about working there after that. I know I did. 
And by August 9th, 2012, the school opened to freshmen. And then the next year, they opened to 9th and 10th graders. That's right, freshmen. You share that building. (laughs) Who the fuck they think they are coming in at the bottom level, getting all this VIP treatment. (laughs) So the, the Pioneer Cemetery is under the football field and the bleachers that are on the one side. And um, there's a memorial stone honoring the 350 deceased settlers that were or still are interred there because they didn't say that they removed more than the ones that they came across. So there has to be more still there. We'll find them eventually when they install the pool. That's unsettling. (laughs) Okay, so that's all for the history. And we can move on to the hauntings. On to the haunting. Despite the blessing, there are many stories surrounding the area, so not all the spirits are at rest. There's, of course... I'm sorry, when you say the blessing, have you ever seen National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? I have, but it was a while ago. Oh, man, that's my favorite. It's got to be my favorite Christmas movie, like, of all time. Um, But the uncle, Lewis, Uncle Lewis, the guy with the toupee Mm -hmm. and the cigar... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> these they're trying to get aunt bethany but they they're both kind of like dementia a little bit mm-hmm. and they're trying to get aunt bethany to to say grace and she says grace she passed away 30 years ago <laughs> and then uncle lewis leans in and does this thing with his hands around his mouth like he's trying to like project to her but mm-hmm. it's only his finger and so he does this thing it's so funny and he leans in and makes his face, and he's the blessing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's what I thought of when you said that. Okay. Uh, so, of course, there's uh, disembodied voices and um, footsteps. There's knocking. Lights flicker on and off by themselves. Glasses spill by themselves. And alarms, hand dryers, and motion slash metal detectors like. Some places say motion detectors, some say metal detectors, maybe it's both. But all of those things, um, they go off for no visible reason. There's no reason they should be going off, but uh, (laughs) they do. Um, People have also seen light orbs. There's also feelings of unease and chills or unexplained cold spots, especially throughout the high school, like the building itself. To be fair... I experienced a fair amount of unease in high school as well. And I'm not entirely sure that it was all paranormal. <laughs> or paranormal at all. <laughs> Agree, though our high school was a bit creepy. So some of it may have been. Hmm. You don't, don't think know. so? I don't, I don't know. It, it's, it is quite old. Yeah, yeah it's pretty old, so... So staff reports hearing footsteps behind them and feeling the odd sensation of being followed only to turn around and see no one there. They hear, (laughs) uh, they also hear voices, mumbling and children's laughter. Not my favorite. And staff have reported a little girl who appears at night and attempts Mm -mm. to convince them to play. Nope. Even sometimes. Play with me forever (laughs) and ever and ever. Even sometimes leaving a ball behind. Okay. Like, to t- they can touch it? 
Did she bring it from the gym? Did she bring it over from the other side and now it's <laughs> tangible? How does a ghost leave a ball? I don't know. They don't explain, which is frustrating. I bet you she brought like a dodgeball from the gym. Probably. <laughs> Let's Our play dodgeball in your face. Dodgeball's like outlawed right now, right? Like, listen, I can dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge just fine. I'm better for it. <laughs> yeah, but we don't play uh, dodgeball anymore, right? That's like outlawed. So a kickball. Play kickball. Students and staff have reported seeing a man in a bowler hat and a long coat who lurks around the school. So he's kind of... It's Dum Dum Dugan. Huh? I'm sorry. (laughs) Never mind. It's a Captain America reference. I'm sorry. He wears a bowler hat. I don't know why I'm laughing. It's not funny, but... (laughs) Because I'm ridiculous. (laughs) I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, he's this guy is always described as lurking, so he must be like creepy. (laughs) Why is this guy in a bowler hat and a long coat skulking around a school? Because he was buried under it. (laughs) That could be, yeah. Spectators have witnessed ghosts in prairie gowns and suits appear during graduation events and on the field at games. And there's uh, there's a certain area no teacher or student will go. Those are my favorite. It's an odd, narrow passageway with a half-sized door. It leads into a windowless chamber. Now, fuck you! What? It is not used and no one knows what the tiny room is for. Bowler Hat takes his victims there, clearly. Ugh. It's his kill room. But, like, he's from long ago, and that room was built in 2010. <laughs> yeah. So, oh. 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 That's right. This is a newer... Oh. Yeah. And Well, you know what? Remember that episode of Supernatural with H.H. H. Holmes? Yeah. Like, he was... Yeah. From long ago, and he was still, like, taking girls down to his basement. So mm. I maintain that the Dum Dum Dugan wannabe could still be, like, taking his victims. How many children go missing in this town every year? <laughs> I bet you they're all under that floor. They're in the walls, I bet you. They're going to open those walls for some kind of reno project, like, 50 years from now, and they're going to find all the bodies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope not. No, I don't know. That's all bullshit, but that's fucking creepy, though. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Storage, maybe? Um, well, I'll get to the... It's not, it's not used for anything, though. And it was explicitly included in the plans. But was it meant to be storage, and then they were just like, oh, we don't need this? Maybe, but, like, the way it sounds, the way it's described in the places I came across it it's like nowhere convenient (gasps) no you know what it's supposed to be detention that's where they hang you from your thumbs i'm glad you said that (laughs) am i right no i mean yes and no maybe oh okay (laughs) because um a lot of this information came from an article from the la times 
and the um, reporter was interviewing the principal, the principal took him into this room, and he joked about that they um, tell the students they're going to send him to detention here. That's like my basement when people with young children come visit and they misbehave. It's a, it's actually only happened with one child, but um, <laughs> when people with young children come visit and the children misbehave, we tell them they're gonna they're gonna go sleep in the scary basement. <laughs> I'll lock them in. Your basement's not that scary. It's just old. To a six year old, yeah, it is. No, I guess so. I mean. It's, I'm 36 and I get creeped out going down there. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of my grandmother's basement and her, um, her house used to be an old bakery. So it was I like, didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. And the blacksmith was in the backyard. That you may have mentioned to me before. Yeah. There used to be a wall in her backyard, like a stone wall. And it was like the foundation of where the blacksmith was. Stonewall Jackson. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Because that goes back to how long does that... We're getting off topic, but how long does that go back to? Like, that's old. That's I, cool. Yeah, I don't know. Eighteen... I don't know. I don't even know. I can't even... I prob- They probably told me what year it was built, but I don't remember now. And I just have a couple personal experiences from people. One day I forgot to turn in my homework assignment and Dum Dum Dugan dragged me down to the detention room and made me write lines on the walls for six hours. <laughs> Is that not a story? No. Is that not one of them? Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, first is Diane. I definitely felt something in the auditorium when I was a drama student. That was back when it was still Kingman High School South and before the remains were rem- were moved. Are we sure this drama student wasn't being... <gasps> Dramatic. Dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. And then there's a story from a janitor named James. Some nights I hear footsteps. Last fall, he says last fall, but it was back in 2013. I I was cleaning in the girls' bathroom, and I heard someone going into the boys' lavatory. And he also says he hears voices coming from some of the classrooms, like kids mumbling. I can't really hear what they're saying. It's kind of freaky, but it really doesn't bother me. I just tell them all to go home. School's over. School's out forever. And then there's a woman named Kay. When I was a student there years ago, I had to walk by there, um, meaning the football field a lot she used to walk by it a lot it was always so spooky to me and that was about it so she would get spooked out by the football field which football fields don't aren't really creepy to me no I mean if it's like a rural I hate that word a rural (laughs) football field like out in the open with, you know, no lights and it's nighttime. That might be creepy. No one's around. But that's your lizard brain telling you watch out for predators. That's not necessarily. I'm haunted. Yeah. But it could be. Yeah. So um, that's all for Lee Williams High School. I want to know what that room is for. 
<laughs> I bet you, though, it's a secret detention chamber. Like, when you do something really bad, this is where they put you and nobody will find you because nobody goes down there. I mean, Make all the walls chalkboards so you just have to write lines forever. <laughs> Somebody comes in periodically to erase the other three walls once you're on the fourth one. Like, as soon as all the walls are filled, your detention is over. And then somebody just keeps coming in and just erasing three of them. That's, that's terrible. I'm awful, right? I should never be around children. <laughs> if you keep it up, you're going to sleep in the creepy basement with the ghost. <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible. Don't ever give me your children. What or about, do. What about know. your, like, Harry Potter under the stairs room? But that's not... I. Mm, that's all. My dad took that over for storage. Really? He shoved a bunch of, yeah. It's all filled with like half empty paint cans and oh. used rollers and stuff. Storage for your house. I thought he was storing yeah, but his stuff in it. <laughs> well, he brought it all and I have no use for it. So it kind of is his shit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's an opening in there somewhere too where mice are coming up. Even though the litter box is right in front of it. Because sometimes the cats will just sit in there and stare at the door. Oh, that's kind of creepy, though. <laughs> They've been doing that a lot lately, though. Just sitting and staring at certain places. And I'm pretty sure it's because it's cold out, so mice are coming up now. Yeah. But it creeps me the fuck out, man. Because they'll just sit there and stare at a wall. Yeah. And, like, I know it, like they're hearing something moving in it. Mm-hmm. But... Like, you can't break their focus. It is fucking creepy. Yeah, um, ours do that, too. They're just like, I'm going to stake out this room today. Last night, they were both going insane, like, all night. Like, I could hear them running around. And I'm still not sure if, like, they were fighting or play fighting or whatever, or if they were, like, chasing something. Mm. And I think they were chasing something because... They were acting insane. And then Henry kept coming up to the bed and waking me up and like staring at me like he like expectantly. It was, it's so fucking bizarre. <laughs> the look on his face. Mm -hmm. Why aren't you doing something? Anyway, so hey, that's our sports edition of uh, <laughs> our, our, our pseudo sport, semi sport edition of yeah. my favorite haunting. <laughs> Time so that's episode goodbye? 53. So yeah, so Bye. that's it. <laughs> Thanks for potting with us, you guys. and I tried to catch it and instead of catching it I actually slapped it and it just went flying across the desk <laughs> it was pretty magnificent if only it, it, that had been recorded somehow <laughs> that was pretty that'll never happen again that was pretty crazy <laughs> and now I'm swatting my microphone like I can't I should just Hands in my pockets. Okay. <laughs> We're ready now. We're ready to record a podcast now.
Oh, we're, let's we're, get started. We're getting close to the end here now. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, we're just two giggly girls. <laughs> I'm <can't> late <laughs> <wait> today. <laughs> <laughs>